SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. In this conversation this evening, Professor Mamo Muchi, he is a Pan-African scholar, is talking to us about the developments in Ethiopia's Tigray region. We had a discussion sometime in November last year about then what were simmering tensions. Well, things have changed and have changed for the worse since. Why is Ethiopia at war with itself? What led then the Prime Minister, Mr. Abi Ahmed, who is a Nobel Peace Prize recipient, to conduct a military offensive in the region? And what are the potential consequences at large for Ethiopia and the region being the Horn of Africa? Professor Muchi, a Pan-African scholar, talks to us about the developments in the region, we also delve into the notion of African solutions for African problems. And to this day, why are we still seeing certainly interference in the Biden administration that for four years certainly there wasn't any of in the Trump administration? Professor Mushia, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Good evening. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, today is the, the Adwa Victory Day, the, the Great African Victory, they call it. And so we're celebrating, and I just came out from that so that uh, to respect your uh, invitation. Many thanks. We we do appreciate the indulgence. It's not something we take for granted, nor lightly. And perhaps just to predicate the conversation so that everybody is brought on board, we don't have too many news um, offerings in this part of the continent about what's happening in Ethiopia. Do you just want to give us a synopsis as to exactly Ethiopia's crisis, particularly around the Tigray region, and why this issue cannot be ignored? Yes, the the main uh, reason why we have this crisis is is what is called the ethnic federal system the country the regions are divided on the basis of the language they speak what they say is that if you do not belong to to to, to, to dry, uh, if you speak another language your rights you do not have rights in that region if you do not speak in the Oromo area you don't have rights and so you, you, the countries the, was divided like that. They have their own flag, their own army, all right, in each region, and their own constitution. So what has happened is when uh, this federal government changed, when they were running it uh, on the basis of this division, and when the new government came, they were not uh, pleased. So what happened was uh, almost everybody advised them to make a reconciliation and to create a peaceful transition. But for some reason, they refused. Uh, even when they run, uh, they run an election, even though the government, the federal government says because of COVID, there should not be a, an election. So what, what happened then was that they were not following uh, a, a friendly relationship and so eventually they wanted to uh, wage war because they have an army 250,000 army they thought and they had uh, weapons also like uh, uh, drones and uh, satellite weapons and so on they thought they will uh, win but for some reason the when the federal government uh, joined them 
the federal government managed to win. The, and that's the situation. But after the winning, what happened was the war was dangerous because what it did was it created a lot of uh, suffering for the ordinary people who have nothing to do with this politics in Tigray, in, in other parts of the country too. So what you have is a very difficult situation now. Migration of people, there's a, I heard there's a human, uh, uh, there, a lot of uh, international organizations are saying there is a human rights situation, uh, crisis situation. So, and, and then even uh, some friends of uh, ourselves here were saying that to all the people in Ethiopia who are in crisis, there is a place called Metakel. Also, similarly, people are getting killed. For all of them, uh, we are thinking of raising funds and supporting them, including the, the ordinary people in Tigray, because they have nothing to do with this war. The political, their politicians are the ones that decided it. I think the federal government, the current uh, the prime minister, he, he actually was very, uh, he was not uh, interested, I don't think, in the war. He said he prefers to send surgical masks, masks than weapons in, in Tigray. And, and, and even uh, the, the night before the war, on, May, on uh, November 3, uh, the war started in November 4. On November 3, he, he said a budget to the federal government, the, the regional government in Tigray, the, the 6 billion bir, which is about 3 billion rand, he sent that, and then the next day, the war happened. What, what happened, which they have admitted now, the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front leaders have admitted, that they actually attacked the command, uh, the military command, which was the Federal uh, Army Command that was there, was supposed to protect the Tigray also. They have their own army. There's also the Federal Army. They attacked it. When they attacked it, that's when the, the Prime Minister said that he has to go and... and uh, resist this and that's how the the, the war started and and the, my, my what i don't understand is now internationally all of the, the europeans uh, america all all of the international uh, forces are now uh, i i uh, you know highlighting what is going on in tigray and they want to interfere in ethiopia and uh, and, uh, and they create more conflict with the situation by supporting yes. the tigray and, and and that is not very fair this is very unfortunate for Ethiopia because it is not good that they interfere. They should not interfere. We must, in Africa, must learn how to solve our own problems. We must never outsource it. I would prefer that the African Union did, did it. I think when our, our uh, president here from South Africa, Cesar Ramaphosa, was there, he, was, he actually did resist. He said to America, please don't interfere. We would like to solve our own problems. And he tried his best also to send mediators. I'm going to interrupt you there, please, Prof, because we are running out of time. We only have, what, some 12 minutes left. But um, can we just dismiss, please, the idea of African solutions for African problems in the context of talking of and about the AU? The AU doesn't solve any problems. If anything, it creates problems. So we, we can get into the political niceties about what the African Union stands for and what it should do. But the reality of it, region after region, country after country, social dilemma after another, political dilemma after the other, we haven't, certainly in recent memory, seen anything tangible that has come from the African Union. If we're not dispensing with it, let us then please freeze it. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in a conversation like that simply because I don't think we're going to get too much ahead of it. Uh-huh. Uh, 
pure case in point is how the African Union has not responded adequately, if even in the context of the coronavirus. But let us talk about how Ethiopia itself has, in many respects, created its own problems. Sure, a federal government can work. We've seen it work on the continent and elsewhere around the globe. But this sort of relationship in the federal structures of Ethiopia, particularly the geographic lines following ethnic lines, was always probably going to be the kind of trouble that it is now unraveling itself to be, surely. Yes, you are completely right. Uh, The ethnic division, the ethnic constitution, as it exists now, if it continues, there will always be conflict. The problem is, please please, uh, understand me very carefully, if you go to the region as a whole, if you go to Somalia, we have British Somaliland, we have French Somaliland, we have Italian Somaliland, we have Eritrea under Italian control. And, they, and the, it, the Italians also wanted to take this Tigray under them. So what we had is the colonial system. What did it, it create? Divisions. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. Boundaries that are completely cynical. They are not right. What happened? You had wars between Eritrea and Ethiopia in 1998, that war. On, to do what? On a place called Badme, where the people are families on, bo- on, on the border side. So it's, it's, the problem we have is the leadership in Africa is very is, is we have a leadership crisis. We don't have really serious leaders who have uh, moral intelligence, intellectual intelligence, and emotional intelligence. We have that complexity. So what we have, as you rightly put it, is that I think we should have a situ- uh, in, in Ethiopia what happened between the federal government and the TPLF, uh, the Tigray People's Liberation Front leaders. There was an attempt domestically using traditional people to, to see if there could be meditation and, and, and things like that. But they were not able to, they didn't accept it. Even myself, I'm sincerely telling you, I said, what would be the best gift that the Tigray People's Liberation Front after 27 years give uh, uh, to bring a peaceful transition in Ethiopia? If they do that, their legacy will be uh, really uh, highlighted as a positive uh, 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 contribution. But they didn't. So they didn't listen to all of us. So what did they do? They went to war. The, the war is dangerous. It's not good because it hurts all the people who are not involved in this politics. So what we are just suggesting to me is what would be the best way to come out of this? We now have this what is called the Adwa victory, the Adwa Great African victory, we call it. What did these people do in Adwa? The people who used to fight each other were at war with each other. When the Italians came, all right, to, uh, to take to colonize Ethiopia. They refused, they fought, in half a day they won. Victory through unity. Through division, what do you get? More colonialism on you. So my worry now is that the divisions in Ethiopia, there are many political parties and they are ethnically based parties. What you have is they also have external uh, supporters. They all have, uh, they get uh, financial support, things like that. And then what happens is that it's affecting the country very, very seriously. And many, many strange things are happening. A lot of people are dying, not just in Tigray, but they are also dying in, uh, in other parts of the, the, the ethnic division, the ethnic killing, almost, uh, you could call it even genocide. You know, because um, mm, Kofi, yeah. Kofi Annan said, even if you kill one person, it's also gen- genocide if you do it illegally and, and uh, criminally. So what you're seeing is very strange things are happening in Ethiopia. So my suggestion, to be honest with you, is that we do need 
a process, a number of uh, uh, groups that can meditate. My worry about external forces, uh, this uh, for, uh, former colonial and other forces, when they interfere, they always have their own agenda too. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right on the account of foreign interventions and their respective agenda. But in relation to the federal system that is currently the political system of Ethiopia, you had the previous leader who passed away in 2012, who himself was a Tigray, relative stability for the most part. Correct, Zanawi. He passed away in 2012. For yes. the most part, we can say there was stability in the region, but of course, there was still some concern in relation to how opposition were treated, people who spoke a different language, how mm-hmm. corruption was dealt with in the non-Tigray region versus in the Tigray region, the value of speech and free speech at that. Yes. And it seems like every time there is a different leader following a pattern of where he or she might come from along the ethnic lines, this problem will replicate itself only in the opposite direction. And clearly what we are seeing now is the simmering and ultimately the popping of a lid of what has been a simmering pot. You have somebody who before this enjoyed international reputation and acclaim in Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed. He's won a Nobel Peace Prize. For goodness sake, that's as high an honor as Mm -hmm. one can get. Mm -hmm. But no sooner has the award settled on his desk, he is now embroiled what can only be termed as a scandalous position of his being a prime minister. The same thing happened to Aung San Suu Kyi of Burma stroke Myanmar in relation to her work leading up to her ascension to power (laughs) and everything about how the Rohingya Muslims had been dealt with under her regime. The question then has to be outside the tribal elements which we know are the bane of Africa. How about clearly understanding that the federal system as employed in Ethiopia is at least the major contributing factor to the seesaw, depending on who's in charge and what now is happening, was only inevitable? Yes, thank you very much. You see, take the apartheid system in South Africa. Take our leaders, great leaders like Madiba, Mm. uh, all right, and uh, and, uh, all the other leaders also, uh, even Thabo Mbeke, all of them. They, they, they did deliver from, you should, uh, you probably in the situation you're in, you would have gone to civil war, but you avoided it. From conflict, you went to reconciliation. Of course, there's, uh, uh, I mean, when you do reconciliation, you give and take. Things like that happen. Yes. In Ethiopia, you are absolutely right. The Tigray People's Liberation Front had a manifesto. In the manifesto, they said the, the, they want to attack what are call, they call the Amhara people. And they did many damages to the Amhara people. Over the, so many years, so many people have been killed. So what you have is that the ethnic system, the ethnic federal system is still there. What I'm seeing now with the new government, the, 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 entire, the system has not changed. They still follow the Tigray People's Liberation Front system. The ethnic federal system is there. The ethnic constitution is there, all right? And the ethnic army is there. And, and, and what you have is a situation where even the, the regions are, are, are growing. And under the, the fascist time, under Mussolini, he also used uh, language to divide us. Mm. And he created seven uh, uh, regions. Under the TPLF, under Meles, we had nine. 
And now under the new government, the, uh, uh, the Dr. Avi, we have 11 uh, uh, regions. There we go. Now, the problem we have now is unless this is changed, transformed, unless we, we value ourselves as with our human rights come first, all right? Unless we value ourselves as Africans first and, and not just as ethnic groups and language groups and so on. This is wrong. In fact, genetically, everybody in the whole area, they're all assessed and 100% they're all the same, even though they speak different languages. So my, my worry is that the current system is still very dangerous. It's not just the, the conflict you see between Tigray and the federal government. There are also conflicts happening. Now, the, the Oromo area, there's, they are attacking uh, what they call the Amhara people. Almost People are saying it's almost genocide. Over the three days ago, 12 people were killed in a place called Wollega. So what you see is that the ethnic uh, strife is continuing. And this can only be prevented if we have a complete change of the entire federal system, not, not on the basis of language, religion, all right, uh, uh, ethnicity, tribe, and uh, gender or anything, that kind of division. We need to go beyond it and really cre- uh, use geography and uh, even rivers. We have about nine and ten rivers. We could actually use it. By so doing, we could just have citizenship, human rights, and so on. It's very, very difficult when you are in a region, in a certain region, if, if you're, you do not qualify to have jobs and education because you do not belong to that, religion, to that region. Mm, mm, I mean, mm. this is wrong. This is just basically what they have their own flag. And I told you, their own army, not just the police. They have their own army. Can you imagine? No, I, mean, I can't yeah, imagine. And it really does speak of something yeah, which is yeah. very close to sedition, if not sedition in itself. I am running out of time. I've got three minutes, but I have to ask this question because okay. this is not Thank just you. an Ethiopia crisis. It is a crisis inevitably that's going to affect the region, the Horn of Africa, Absolutely. and more especially where the Tigray region itself is. It borders obviously to the south, the balance of what is Ethiopia, and that's the country in which they are from, but Eritrea to the northeast and Sudan in the northwest. Those two countries, particularly the latter, Sudan itself has its own political crisis or instability they cannot afford some seven million people coming from the tigray region who obviously cannot move down south because they will be persecuted one way or the other and they obviously cannot and should not be moving to other countries because one it will be a confirmation of their inability to sort out their own problems but more so it will add to the already existing challenges around humanitarianism there especially in south in, in north sudan but equally eritrea and this follows the patterns of Somalia a few years back. Yes, you are absolutely right. I mean, now even in the border between Sudan and Ethiopia, there's a conflict because the Sudanese are claiming uh, what happened was when the war between uh, Tigray, uh, TPLF, and the uh, Tigray People's Liberation Front and the Federal Army was taking place, then the Sudanese attacked also the, that area, the, the border area. So Sudan itself is, as you know, uh, divided, northern, southern Sudan. You have, you have uh, divisions happening. I think the biggest problem we have is uh, unless we have a situation where we all reject the boundaries that were drawn cynically by outsiders and, and stop learning to fight because we think this, this land belongs to me and the other. And instead of doing that, finding a way of benefit, the mutual benefit. 
benefit sharing rather than border sharing. Unless we do something like that, it will be, be very complicated. And I, I mean, the same thing is now happening. We're hearing now the, uh, the, the federal government and the Eritrean government says we're not doing anything uh, in Tigray for the, the, for the human rights crisis. But the, Tig- the, the Tigray uh, in the diaspora in all these places and the international, Amnesty International or the United Nations and the American Biden, even all of them, are now talking, but the main focus they have is on, on Tigray. So the intervention they want to do with Tigray. So what is this happening is it creates more complication. Mm-hmm. It's a very complicated situation. For us, the international forces entering in, through this conflict is not going to help us. So all I'm, the best would have been if there is a, a, a consequence to the Tigray population from this war, I think the, the Ethiopians, they should see them as brothers and sisters, and they should really uh, support the Tigrayans who are now suffering, and instead of uh, making them to to move to to uh, outside the border, you know, they go to uh, Sudan or any other place. The problem we have, another serious problem we have, is in the regional area, the conflicts are many. There is the Grand Renaissance Dam. Sudan benefits. There was, uh, you know, colonial treaties, 1959-1929. The, most of the water comes from 86% from Ethiopia. But Ethiopia was excluded. Why? There was about 12 uh, treaties that were done. The French were involved, the, the, the Italians were involved, the British were involved. All of them, because yeah. Ethiopia became an independent country, an example, an African example country, they just wanted to undermine it. So what did they do? They took the water. And then what did they do? They give some to uh, Sudan, a, a lot to Egypt. Now Egypt wants to still keep that colonial treaty. And, and deny it's more interested in water sharing, not benefit sharing in all the things that we create. In other words, all the electricity that could support everybody if we generate it from the Grand Renaissance Dam, everything like that, we don't think about it in, in, in Africa. I Professor, think that's a serious, I, I, a serious I, problem. Yeah, we do have a serious problem. I, I hate to stop you there because I have hopelessly run out of time. And of course, the longer this problem goes on for, the deeper the problem becomes it will ultimately land up in the African Court of Human and People's Rights. I certainly have confidence in that structure if the personalities there are anything to go by, not least one of the latest members, a very close person and dear to me. But for your time, sir, thank you so much indeed. 2133, that is essentially part of the conversations that are inevitably going to be taking place of and about the Tigray region in Ethiopia. It's a developing story as always. I'm sure in a couple of months' time we will hopefully have a story, but only better. Good night, everybody.